Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner. First off, if you like this uh, content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a ton. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Um, helps me grow the channel. I'm on the road to 4,000 subscribers. Help me get there. Also, folks, if you're listening to this in the podcast, whether it is Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher Breaker, the whole nine, like, comment, subscribe, share there as well. Helps me again grow the channel. But today, folks, we're going to dive into the Horns Corner section of the Nino's Corner podcast, and we're going to talk about the post-game recap of Texas versus West Virginia. What did Texas do well during this game? How did they line up in the formations? What formations worked the best for Texas? We're going to go through all that. But prior to that, folks, let's get into our sponsors. First sponsor, folks, is BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com, get 125% sign-up bonus using the code Nino's Corner at BetUS.com. Or, folks, just go down in the description, click that link in, the, you know, in that description box, and it'll take you right there. No uh, worry to put a code in and take it there get your 125% sign-up bonus code. That's free money, folks. Use it for your bets on college football, UFC, boxing, uh uh, baseball still going on now. Basketball's coming up. Free money, folks. Use it. Second sponsor, folks, is Manscaped.com. Folks, go to Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at Manscaped.com. But, folks, you are here today to talk about the post-game recap of the Horns Corner section of the Nino's Corner podcast, Texas versus West Virginia. What did Texas do well in this game? First off, before diving into the stats, I just want to say props to the defense for doing an outstanding job against the run. West Virginia averaged uh, more than 200 yards rushing per game. If I'm not mistaken, this defense held that, uh, that running game for West Virginia to 61 yards. Kudos to them. They did an amazing job. Also, West Virginia folks averaged more than 40 points a game. This defense was able to hold them to under 20 points a game. They got them not under, but right at 20 points. So, Coach PK told us last year, his his ideal of a great defense was to hold everybody he played to 20 points or less. And, folks, we have done that pretty much this entire season, minus the Texas Tech game. And the players already said they came out after this game against West Virginia and said that was not our brand of football. We should have won that game. That's not the quality of work that we want to put there on film, and we're going to be better. And, by God, they were a lot better against West Virginia. also want to give shout-outs, man, to the defensive backfield. Uh, Jamison, Johnson, uh, Watts, um, Thompson, Anthony Cook. Those guys had monster games. When I say that, folks, they did not let, let anything get over the top of them. They played a lot closer to the wide receivers these games. Very physical, which I love. Um, Sark almost had a pick six. I saw it in a shot. Not, not Sark. Shark almost had an interception. I, I see you, Jamison. Um, almost had a pick six, man. Almost had a pick six. Um, Jaron Thompson also had a batted down ball as well. I think as a, as a whole, that defensive backfield had five pass breakups, if I'm not mistaken, throughout the game. 
another guy that balled out. We got to give some shout outs to Baron Sorrell, um, a sack and a half. Outstanding job. Outstanding job. Um, also, Coburn, the pressure that uh, Coburn put on that interior offensive line was amazing. There was a couple plays where I saw Coburn basically push a guy eight yards back. I mean, just right into the quarterback's lap. Um, so yeah, kudos to that defensive line. They did their thing. Amazing, amazing uh, just play from that defensive line between Coburn, between Sweat, who also had an amazing game as well. Byron Murphy's a dog. I've been saying that, folks, for a year now. You guys are starting to catch up. Yeah, catch up. Yeah, Byron Murphy is that guy. He's a dude. Um, who else? Who else was good? Uh, Ojimo. We missed Ojimo last week, and just right off the bat, he was disruptive. I mean, just a very well played game from that defensive line. Also, folks, let's talk about those linebackers. Ever since the first game, Jalen Ford has clicked the light switch on and left it on. He's been balling, balling. I think fifteen tackles last game. Um, Jalen Ford has the potential to be this this uh, MVP for this defense this year. I mean, he is amazing. You know, um, of course, guys are going to have missed tackles, but it's nothing wrong with having missed tackles if, if your defense is swarming. Look, these guys are good players too. Texas just doesn't have all the good players. These guys are good players too, right? So, yes, they're going to make you miss from time to time. But the key to that is what is the rest of our defense doing while – you are missing a tackle. And if they are right there, if you're slowing that guy down enough to where he, where he is, you're going to miss the tackle, but you slow him down enough to where you got over Sean, you got Tucker Dorsey, you got, I saw Finkley was doing his thing this game. You got Colbert and Sweat running. You got Hill. You got Thompson. When you see those guys as a conglomerate rush the ball carrier or rush the guy who just got the ball from, you know, from a catch, that's beautiful defense, man. Swarming to the ball, going 100% all the time. So kudos to the defensive side of the ball. And I mentioned Agent Zero, Overshawn. Overshawn, man. That's Overshawn, dude. <laughs> That's that Overshawn we've been talking about, man. That's that guy hitting the gaps. This is the best game I think I've seen in his career here at Texas with him shooting the gaps and getting tackles for loss behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, just violent. This is over, Sean, man. I'm loving the play I'm seeing out of him this year. An outstanding player. Uh, it's going to be an all-Big 12 performer um, and hopefully higher. And I cannot wait to see Overshawn get drafted this year because wherever he gets drafted, I'm going to root for that team. I'm telling you, he's a Longhorn, and he's been here for a while, and he's been doing his thing very unselfish player to switch positions and then that ball out in that position as well. Um, even through injury, um, he's the true definition of a longhorn um, folks. It's just on the offensive side of the ball. Things I like get some kudos to Hudson card, man. I um, actually sent out a tweet uh, just how successful he was. I think on his completions, he was 81% successful on his completions, meaning that those plays were successful in manner uh, over Half the yardage on first down, 70% of the yardage on second down, and 100% of the yardage on third and fourth down. He was 81% successful per completion, and I think 66 or 68% successful on passing attempts. And my passing attempts even includes um, sacks because 
The NCAA includes sacks into rushing yards. I I include those in passing downs because those are no kidding passing downs. He just didn't get able to pass the ball. So I include those in passing downs, not in rushing downs, because that wasn't the intent of those plays to run. The intent was to pass. So he had 27 pass attempts on 30 dropbacks. And on, on those 30 dropbacks, 18 of those passing attempts and dropbacks were successful plays. I think that brought it out to 66% successful play per attempt, not completion. Um, He had an outstanding run as well. Hudson Card did, you know, scrambling, I think, for 17 yards, which is an explosive play. Also, Hudson Card having an additional five explosive plays of passing, which is great. And I think he came out to per completion, um, 22% of his or 24% of his completions were explosive plays. Amazing. Really good. Um, who else had a really good game they liked on offense? JT Sanders. JT Sanders, man. To see the development from him, uh, being able just to block the way that he does, understanding when to pull off a block because it might be called like a hold. Um, just, just, just seeing him catch the ball very well and very fluid. JT Sanders might be the best tight end that we've seen here on this campus since Jermichael Finley, and that was a while ago, folks. JT Sanders is that guy. He's going to be a drafted tight end here. I think the first drafted tight end um, once he eventually comes out since since Jeff Swain. Um, and he's a dude. He can receive the ball really well, stretches the field very well, blocks very well, does outstanding things. Uh, next person you have to get kudos to, man, is B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson didn't really turn it on into the fourth quarter when they really needed him. The game was out of hand. Um, and uh when they needed to take some time off the clock, run that four minutes and 52 seconds or something like that off the clock, they just gave him a stated dose of Beezer and Robinson, and he cooked up and worked um, and got his 100 yards for the game and came out. Another guy I was very intrigued with and very happy with uh, just what he did in this game. Got to give props to, to Rojo, and it might not show up in the stats. But Rojo had a couple plays, man. He, he had a couple plays that, that actually could have went to the house. Uh, I think when they were in 21 personnel, Rojo went out to the right side of the field. Um, Hudson Card threw the ball to him. And I think he, if he would have lofted the ball to him with a little bit more touch, Rojo's still running right now. He's still running right now. That was a touchdown play. He kind of, he kind of darted it to him, you know, put it straight on the line. Rojo caught it and, and, and failed as he caught it. If there's a little bit more touch in that ball, uh, you know, about Hudson Card, that is a touchdown run. The other play out of 21 personnel, I think it was almost an exact same player or very similar. Rojo goes to the left side this time, um, and he's wide open. Hudson throws in the ball. The ball was a little bit um, too in front of him and a little bit too short. Uh, Rojo probably could have came a little bit back into the ball and he could have caught that ball. He was very mad once he didn't catch that ball. But that was a play also that 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 had some legs to it. Um, but but the play design was great. The play design was great. Um, so we're seeing the the maturation process of this offense with Coach Sark and just how he is using the plays that he wants and how he is calling this game. And you can see him opening up the playbook a little bit more each week for Hudson Card. Um, and this offense didn't get stagnant this week. I mean, they were no kidding. Out, you know, guess what, folks? All gas, no breaks, like the head says. They went uh, 100%. Got out to a a a twenty eight nothing lead and didn't look back, folks. Didn't look back at all. 
Um, they ended up winning, what was it, 38 to 20, but it really wasn't that close. Um, who else want to give shout outs to? Oh, Worthy, X Men. Xavier Worthy. Awesome game. Awesome game. Um, you know, just, just an awesome game all the way around. I think seven uh, targets, five catches, uh, I think 119 yards or so. Um, but yeah, Xavier, he had a great game as well. How about this? Folks? Let's just go in. I'm going to share my screen real quick. I'm just going to look at some of the stats that we have here from the Nino's Corner website. And let's just get into it. So when I'm sharing my screen here, like I said before, let's look at the wide receiver section here. Um, Xavier Worthy. If we take a look at Xavier Worthy, uh, his numbers for the year or his numbers for the game here. For the game against West Virginia and NCN score, you know, folks, the NCN is my Nino's corner number measures the effectiveness and the efficiency of a player. Uh, yeah, so he had he had nine targets, folks, um, seven receptions, catch percentage of 78 percent, 119 yards, 17 yards per reception and 13.2 per target. Three first downs. So, uh, you know, so first down per reception was 43% and per the target, 33%. Two TDs. So, so almost a 30% TD per reception rate and 22% from the TD per target rate. Two explosive plays. Uh, that Those were the plays that the one that Hudson threw up um, and it got tipped by uh, West Virginia and X actually got the ball. And the other one was that long um, pass. To Xavier Worthy, I think on the right side of the field, it wasn't a touchdown. Um, Hudson didn't lead him out enough, but he ended up catching the ball. Um, and, yeah, that was an explosive play as well, a play over 20 yards. So his explosive play per reception, folks, is the same as his touchdowns, 29% for the uh, reception and 22% for the target. And out of those uh, seven catches he had, folks, five of those were successful in nature, meaning 71% of his um, catches were actually successful and 56 per target. 56% per target was successful. And it's yak yards, folks. That's yards after catch. 32 yards of yak. So yak per reception was around four and a half yards. All right. So he had uh, no uh, defensive pass interferences and no drops this game. So just a very, very clean game from Xavier Worthy. You look at him for the season here, 2022, around a 45 NCN number. Um, that's the average is around 45 points is, is is the average for a wide receiver, actually just an offensive skill position player um, in college football. So he's going to get that number up. He's going to, you know, everybody else is going to come out to the mean and he's going to rise. He had a, just a couple of rough patches there with some drops here in the previous game. So um, yeah, that's Xavier worthy and just exactly what he did in a nutshell here for the Texas team. Another person I want to highlight folks is Jordan Whittington. What a game by Jordan Whittington as well. Um, so, it, you know, if we look at Witt against West Virginia, his his NCM receiving, also 97.69, very efficient, three targets, three receptions, folks, um, 100% catch, catch percentage, uh, 58 yards total, um, 19 yards per reception, and target two first downs out of those three catches, so 67% for the, um, for the receptions and target, uh, you know, for first downs. No touchdowns this game, but two explosive plays, meaning plays that were 20 yards or more. Um, and one thing I want to highlight about Jay Witt, all three of his catches were, you know, were successful plays. So 100% SP per reception and target rate. But he had 45 of his 58 yards were yak. So yak per reception was 15 yards per reception. And we saw Jay Witt got a lot of those swing passes today. That's where he was able to turn it up. And you can see. One thing I like about Jay Wood is he has a lot of Devin Duvernay in him. And, and, you know, I mean that 
in the best way, saying that Devin Duvernay is a hell of a wide receiver. But when he got the ball in his hands, he was like a running back as soon as he got the ball in his hands. And that's what Jay Witt is. Jay Witt has the perfect size and, and structure to be an outstanding an outstanding slot guy in the league. I cannot wait to see him play in the league as well. You know, so we'll see what happens after the season. But if Jay Witt continues on this, um, you know, like glide scope of playing, uh, nothing but great things here for the rest of the year. I already talked to you guys about the running backs, but guess what, folks? We'll go back to the running backs. And we'll just take a look at at B. John's numbers because he's the one who had a hell of a game here for us, at, you know, at the running back position. Uh, 64.9 NCN rushing, 49.24 NCN reception, 21 attempts, 101 yards, um, eight first downs on those 21 attempts. So 38% first down per attempt rate. You know, awesome. He had uh, how many touchdowns? One rushing touchdown, so a 5% TD per attempt rate. One explosive play. I think that was at the end of the game, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had a 16-yard run or something like that. Um, but if you look at his successful rushes, 14 out of his 21 plays were successful in nature. Guys, that's a 67% uh, explosive play rate. Awesome. Anytime you're running back, it means every two out of three attempts that he's getting, he is getting a successful play, meaning a play that is uh, positive, um, positive, positive enough in nature to 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 basically warrant to get you a first down. That is what he's been doing in, in this past game, and an awesome, awesome, uh, you know, game here. Uh, three targets and two receptions for thirty-four yards. And how much yak did he have for this game? He had one explosive reception and beach on Jack was 17 yards. So 17 out of his 34 yards. So exactly half of his uh, yardage came from Yak. So beach had a great game as well. Um, so let's dig into folks. We, we already talked about the tight ends. We talked about Sanders. He's, he's our guy folks. Let's be honest. Sanders is our guy. Six, four, two fifty six monster. Um, you know, total uh, NCN number for the season is 65.18, 20, uh, uh, 20 catches on 24 targets, 83% catch percentage, 212 yards um, through his first, uh, what's, his, what's his five games so far now? Um, how many touchdowns? Three touchdowns, folks. So 15% of his catches are touchdowns, 13% of his targets are touchdowns, explosive plays, folks, three uh, um, um, XPs as well. And his successful plays, folks, successful plays, 16 out of his 20 catches are su successful plays. So he has an 80% successful play per reception uh, uh, metric and a 67% uh, uh, SP per target and 139 of his 212 yards are yak yardage, folks. So when I'm looking at that, he has 6.95 yards of yak per reception. So that means he's getting the ball. He's turning up, baby. He's turning up almost seven yards after the catch is what he's getting. Um, and almost almost six yards per target he's getting. And he also has 13 yards of defensive pass interference yards against him. So, you know, teams are, are, are trying to stop him. So I think that was off one play close to the end zone. Uh, that wasn't a Bama game. Uh, I think it was the the game after that, the uh, UTSA game. But no drop so far this season. Outstanding season so far for Jatavian Sanders. Uh, and guess what, folks? I still didn't give you his his per game metrics here. So his his game against West Virginia, 116.17 NCM receiving, five targets, five receptions, 78 uh, uh, yards, folks. Uh, so 15.6 yards per reception. When you're getting that from a tight end, that's amazing. That's letting you know that he's stretching that field, folks. 
Five out of his five catches were first downs. Um, he had two touchdowns in this game, so 40% uh, TD per reception and target rate. And he had one explosive plate, folks, so 20% for the XP rate. And all five of his catches were successful in nature, 100% rate across the board for his SP per reception and target. And 35 yards of his 78 yards were yak. So basically, folks, a little bit under half of his yardage came from yards after the catch. Outstanding game by JT Sanders. So, folks, let's go and look at the quarterbacks. And the only quarterback we had throw passes this game was Hudson Card. And if you take a look at exactly what Hudson Card did here today, Hudson Card, um, this season, the uh, 2022 season, this is the first season that I started tracking these numbers as a as a uh, whole. And against West Virginia, folks, even though the stats are going to tell you that he had 30 – no, the stats are going to tell you he had 27 pass attempts. Folks, I add in the sacks into the pass attempts because, you know, look, those are true passing downs, even though he didn't pass it. Those are true passing downs that uh, came to become a sack. So I don't it, – it's not a true pass attempt, but it's a passing play in nature, and you got sacked on that. So I, I, I grouped those into the passing numbers as well. So if you're looking at 21 uh, completions, uh, 31 passing plays, basically 303 yards, 14.43 uh, yards per completion – I got him having three touchdowns, folks, the two to Sanders um, and the one to Worthy. Uh, so a 14% uh, TD per completion rate. And per the uh, his his TD per pass play is 10%. Um, so every 10 passes, basically, he's getting a touchdown or every 10 dropbacks. No interceptions this game. Five explosive plays, folks, uh, for 24% explosive play per completion percentage and 17% explosive play per attempt. And 17 passes were successful in nature. Folks, he had 21 completions. So 17 out of those 21 completions, folks, were successful plays in nature, meaning that they were on the track to getting you a first down, no negative plays, but um, enough of the percentage of the play on first, second, and third down to warrant a successful play and, and positive movement to getting a first down or a touchdown. So, folks, 17 out of 21, folks, that number is very high. That's an 81% successful play per completion. And if you're looking at just the total dropbacks, that's a 57% su- successful play per, per dropback for him in this game. So Hudson Card is balling out, guys. I am loving what I'm seeing from Hudson Card. He's doing an amazing job here on this team at the quarterback position. We're seeing exactly just Steve Sarkeesian is allowing Hudson Card to come out and run his offense and do great things. So very excited about what he's doing. You're seeing exactly what the offense is doing. Now, folks, let's let's get into um, the actual formations here, folks. Let's look at the formations. Um, I want to look at my Excel spreadsheet here. Let's check out the formations for the team, the week five team. One thing that is alarming here, I think, for the Texas side of the house is this is what the second or third of the probably the third or fourth week that we have been um, um, outgained on plays and and also on time of possession. Um, So this game, 60 plays of offense compared to our opponent's 78 plays. We can't continue to sustain that. We got to kind of limit that, uh, make that more even, even if it's 65 and 73. You know, I can deal with that a little bit more. Um, But this week we got – our opponent, West Virginia, had 18 more plays than us on offense last week. Uh, it was 40 more plays against Texas Tech. UTSA had more plays. I think Bama had more plays as well. We've got to do a better job of evening out that or having more plays 
than the uh, offense for the opposing team has. Um, defense has to get out the field a little bit quicker sometimes. Um, but defense had a great game. Not knocking that. Not knocking it at all. If I'm not mistaken, I think the majority of these plays came in the second half. So that's kind of when we had our lead and we started to maybe back off a little bit. But uh, we, we've got to short it up neither here, neither there. Okay. Um, so if you're looking at the total plays here, like I said, 60 plays for us, 78 for them, 29 running plays for us, 31 passing plays. So we're pretty even, 48% passing play. Well, run to a 50 to 52% passing plays for us. And on their side of the ball, they became a pass heavy team and we forced them to be a pass heavy team. They had 51 pass attempts, uh, you know, just to their 27 run attempts. So a 35% run play to 65% pass play for them because we got to such a quick lead. We were able to limit their running game to, to 61 yards, forcing JT Daniels to be able to pass the ball uh, more than he probably wanted to. So, folks, if you look at that, the NCN for the offense and the defensive side of the ball, Texas offense had an NCN score of uh, 65.1, um, and the opponents was 55.4. Average is about 45 points. The uh, Texas defense, uh, for some reason, let's look at this. Uh, I got 36.3 points, which is not. It's Look, a lot of that came from here. Look at that, folks. Second and third quarter. Second and third quarter. Uh, so these numbers are kind of skewed a little bit, but go look at what happened in the first quarter there. Uh, you know, 59.38. You know, in the second quarter, they came and got a touchdown. They were kind of efficient during the second quarter. The the fourth quarter, their defense was very efficient, but we ended up finishing the game very well, folks, getting three sacks, uh, uh, getting three touchdowns. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, getting three tackles for loss as well on top of those sacks. Um, and so also – um, only allowing three touchdowns. And so one thing that we got to do a better job of is we got to force some turnovers, folks. We have to force some turnovers, and that's something that we haven't done here in this game. So we uh, we didn't do this this game or the last game. We need, to start, we need to start forcing turnovers to become a more efficient defense. But I have no problems with, with what the defense did this game. They had an amazing game, you know, just from my eyes alone, and I love how they stopped the running game. Um when it comes to the formations, let's get into the formations, folks. This is going to be the last piece of the podcast we're going to do here. So the personnel packages, you guys know I love the personnel packages. Where was Texas most successful at? Texas was most successful at, folks, in the 11 and 12 personnel. They actually ran the most plays out of that, too. You look at the um, at the 12 personnel, they ran 24 plays. 11 personnel, they ran 21 plays. They had 15 uh, successful plays out of both packages, respectively. Um, so when it comes to the, the SPR for the running, so the successful play rate for the running and the passing, 70% for the run, 73% for passing, and 11 personnel, and 71% SPR total. Um, so just a composite for both of those. And for the 12 personnel, folks, uh, 15 SPs, 62% successful play rate for the run and 64, uh, you know, for the pass with a composite of 63%. Very, I would say, pretty even across the board. Um, when you look at the 11 personnel, 10 run plays, 11 pass plays. When you look at the 12 personnel, 13 run plays, 11 pass plays. So very even. But those are our two uh, most used packages, and it shows just how successful they were. Um, we had a couple empty plays, um, and we were successful on both the run and the pass play. And it was empty, so but but not enough sample size. One thing I do want to talk about is the twenty-one personnel. We ran the, we ran the the uh, twenty-one personnel. I got that five times, folks. 
take a look there. 21 personnel five times, and, and we were successful three. And honestly, we should have been successful four out of those plays. But that was the um, 21 personnel where Rojo went to the left side and the ball just wasn't out there quite enough, and Rojo didn't come back into that ball. That was going to be a catch for some long yardage there. A, a no kidding, definite explosive play on that play. This should have been four out of five successful plays from the 21 personnel formation that would have lifted this up to an 80% SPR total. However, 6% is not bad, folks. They did really good in that as well. Um, one thing that you do start to see is limiting now is the jumbo package. If you go take a look at the jumbo package here, you know, folks, once these once this team is getting more comfortable with Sark's offense, you're seeing exactly what's happening now. They're getting rid of, I'm not going to say gimmicks, but they're getting rid of the of 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 these other packages of these other packages and trusting exactly um, what he wants in his offense. Two things you didn't see you, you know, uh, in this game. You didn't see a lot of jumbo. You only saw five plays and you didn't see the road cat, right? You didn't see the road cat. So Sark is trusting his offense and opening it up to his team to make sure that they can make the best out of those plays. Let's take a look at West Virginia's and just see kind of where our, our defense did well. Their most successful um, formation was was 10 personnel. They were successful 45% of the time. They ran out of there, and they had 22 plays out of there. The primary def- – well, the – yeah, the uh, the uh, offense that they ran primarily, folks, was 11 personnel. They had 46 plays of that. Only 18 of those were successful. So a 39% success play rate for West Virginia. So our defense did a great job of that. Um, the successful player for the run in – in that formation, they were in 18 plays out of that was 44%. So our defense did a great job of stopping there as well. Less than 50% is definitely ideal. Um, so kudos to the team, man. Kudos to the team. Um, they they limited uh, this this uh, this uh, team here, you know, for West Virginia to numbers that they are not used to. We held them under 40 points. We held them to exactly what we wanted. Uh, which was 20 points or less. We got him right at 20 points. Um, so great win for Texas against West Virginia. Uh, we got a big game coming up this weekend, folks. Uh, we got Oklahoma down in Dallas. I will be there. If you see me out there, man, come tap me on the shoulder, shake my hand, um, you know, take some pictures, man. Let's have some fun, drink some beer, and, and uh, you know, watch uh, Texas hopefully win this game and get that golden hat back and bring it back to Austin. But, folks, on that note, man, I got to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to end this podcast like I end them all. Do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Nino's Corner. I'm out. Hook them all day long and horns always up.